Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Need to Know, where each week we serve up conversations surrounding the hottest trends and takes on baking. I'm Mia Brabham, host, entertainment expert, and Oreo worshiper this week, and I am here today with professional chef, cookbook author, and host of Bigger Builder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Mia. How are you? Happy what day is it today? Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> the best day. Do you get the Sunday scaries, Gemma? No, what are those? Is that when you have to go to work on Monday? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't want to. Well, no, I don't anymore because number one, I work for myself. <laughs> um, number two, working for yourself every day is a little bit scary. But um, I did, I, I I absolutely know that feeling of like dreading going to work the next day when I used to work in uh, kitchens. Like some yeah. jobs in particular were just awful. That's so true. It is different when you're like working for yourself or when you're freelance. Yeah. You, you, it, you, you nailed it. You kind of get scared every day, but you never quite get them as bad on Sunday. It's just no. like in the moment. So oh, glad we dodged the Sunday scaries. Sunday happies here. I think we should make that a thing. Um, and speaking of happies, I feel like I've been trying to stay off of social media. I've been trying to like take a break. But this week has been a scrolling week for me. But the good news is I feel like it wasn't like heavy this week. Like I saw a lot of heartwarming things. And one of my favorites that I saw was Kristen Bell's daughter. Uh, She was leaving like, I don't know if you saw that she was leaving hangry notes around the house. And okay, so I'll read one to you. It said, don't disturb. Delta's starving to death. Only mom can come in. Uh, Love the third person. She's so self-actualized. Like amazing. (laughs) And the other is Delta's cookie. Don't eat or else. So my question for you before we start the show is, does Kevin get hangry? (gasps) Oh my gosh. He absolutely does. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he does. And like, even just yesterday, he said to me, um, you know, we had, you know, we had an incident. And then at the end, he said to me, I was just hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he absolutely gets angry. Um, Fun. You know, what's funny about the, the, um, uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking on her name? Oh, Kristen uh, Bell. Kristen Bell. I was going to say Jessica Biel. Oh my Um, gosh. You know, so celebs the I, I follow her on Instagram so I saw those posts she's really funny um but the thing about it is I was wondering so the cookie has gone out of the bag that she wrote like Delta's cookie don't eat there's no cookie like the cookie's been eaten so like did Delta eat it did somebody else eat it was that what was funny like I I don't know like I think I don't know if Delta ate ate the cookie but um I like I have um like I have baby George um and I have heard I think they've got two girls don't they yes yeah they have two girls I, I do I have heard from other parents that girls can be a little bit um there can be a bit more drama in their lives than boys so I think <laughs> I, I might be so dodging funny. that bullet oh my gosh yeah maybe that's funny you don't miss a thing I did not notice that cookie was missing at all that's funny you say that because I am the only a middle child but I'm the only girl in my family and I didn't leave hangry notes when I was younger, but I did hide Oreos. I would get a pack. I'd be like, mom, can you buy me an extra pack? And then I'd hide it upstairs in my nightstand because I'd come downstairs and my brothers, I have three brothers. So literally I'd come down in the first day my mom went grocery shopping, they'd be gone. Yeah. So I started getting smart and <laughs> hid them away. So I went a step above hangry note. But yeah, maybe it's a girl thing. I mean, we're smarter, I guess, leaving notes saying, don't take this. This is mine. But at the same time, yeah, a little bit of sass for sure. A yeah, little yeah. bit of sass for Big sure. Time. 
<laughs> but that's good. You know, Georgie can't leave hangry notes yet. Maybe one day you'll be posting the same oh, I'm thing. I'm sure I'm going to be getting plenty of hangry notes. <laughs> plenty of notes, full stop. All the notes. I can't wait to see them. But uh, speaking of Kevin, what are your plans for Father's Day? Do you have anything planned? Or if you can say in secret. Um, I can because <laughs> he's not here right now. Uh, plans for Father's Day. So we got some nice gifts for George, uh, for Kevin. Um, I got mm-hmm. him a little book from George and I got some nice uh, birthday. I got some birthday cards, excuse me, some Father's Day cards. Um, Kevin asked me because Kevin, it, Kevin and George are like best friends. Like George just oh. goes nuts for Kevin. Like he goes to like, he leaves the room, he closes the door, whatever it is. And George just goes over to the door sobbing and like, banging like oh my god like wailing like it's the worst thing in the world so he's been doing that for a few weeks and um a few maybe a few months actually and uh i try not to take it personally even though it's very blatant (laughs) that he is crazy about kevin um but kevin asked me a while ago would i get him a t-shirt that said boy dad on it because you know because of kobe bryant and everything there's all of this this wave of um girl dad Mm -hmm. and you know you you never hear anybody say about a boy dad so kevin asked me to get him a t-shirt that said boy dad on it so i did so that's his present oh my god i can't (laughs) wait to see it i hope you see pictures that's a really great idea that's so super sweet um yeah i can't wait to see that's awesome and speaking of holidays too Happy belated National Rosé Day. Did not know that was a thing, Gemma. It was on June what? 12th. We missed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder if I was drinking rosé that day. I might have been. <laughs> I might have been celebrating. I didn't even realize. <laughs> right? Every day is rosé day in this house. Um, and we'll talk about rosé more later. There's fun things coming about that. But not in the way you might think, which is going to be fun. But before then, let's dive into our first topic, shall we? Yep. All right, here is what we have this week. Hot from the oven. I wish we had like a choir like singing that as I say it. That'd be awesome. Or like fire and special effects. Um, Just be imaginative, everyone. Okay, so (laughs) first up this week. Last weekend, Queen Elizabeth insisted on cutting her cake with a ceremonial sword. And apparently it was hilarious. Someone told her there's a knife like you can use it. And she said, I know there is which is hilarious. Um, And eventually she agreed to use the knife. But before then, she was like cutting the cake with a sword. And now I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe we should all just cut cakes with swords that are lying around. Like, I don't know. This got me thinking anyway. What is the craziest thing that you've ever cut a cake with, Gemma? I I saw the pictures of Queen Elizabeth with the knife. I, I for some reason, and it doesn't make sense now that now that you mention it, but I did think like, oh, maybe that's the <clears throat> ceremonial way you cut cakes. But like, even just like <laughs> even even before I said that out loud, I realized that's ridiculous. And um, there's no I would have believed it too. To cut a cake. <laughs> I just thought that you know, like you know, the way she knights people, like maybe there is a certain way to cut a cake. Um, uh, but. I so no, I, I honestly I can't say I've ever used anything crazy. I do know people use um use different things. I I, I think I've only ever cut it with like a butter knife. Not a butter knife is probably the craziest thing I've ever cut it with. A cut, cut a yeah. cake with. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, that's not that crazy, but that's funny. So I can see that for sure. Um, then you'd be pleased to know, or maybe displeased, we're about to find out. But there's a TikTok cake cutting trend. And it's pretty ridiculous. Have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think I do. You t- tell tell everybody what it's about. So there's this trend, a user named, I think, Yip Yip Snacks is their name. 
don't know what that is. Amazing. Uh, but they cut their cake with dental floss clean in half. You just wrap the dental floss around, pull it through like a loop, like in SpongeBob, loop, do loop and pull. And literally you have two halves of a cake and then you have two cakes. So would you ever cut a cake with dental floss, Gemma? How do you feel about that? I wouldn't. I haven't. And <laughs> I, so I heard this was a big thing on TikTok. And what I don't, I, I'm a little bit miffed by this because like being now on YouTube for like almost like, uh, like seven and a half years or whatever. And, you know, that was the first platform we started on. People were doing that on YouTube seven years ago. So I'm a little bit miffed as to why this is such a big deal. Wait, with dental floss specifically? Yeah, yeah <gasps> absolutely. For years, people have been doing it. So I, I, I don't even you know, Mia, I don't even want to know the ridiculous amount of views this has gotten on TikTok. But if <laughs> you do notice, a lot of the things that are new, air quotes, on TikTok have all been done on YouTube years ago by people like myself or other creators. So... <laughs> don't you know paint me unimpressed <laughs> honestly Gemma okay I didn't know specifically about dental floss but this is so true I've been having this conversation because I feel like Gen Z runs TikTok but Gen Z I love Gen Z but sometimes they take things and they're like this is new we discovered this and I'm like no, we paved the way for this to happen and I remember one time because you know I grew up doing YouTube one time someone told me that I feel more like Gen Z than millennial. And I was like, because I was the original Gen Z, which is a millennial, like, and you guys were doing it before us. So it's just, it's, yeah, I feel like everything's just being redone and maybe it's not as impressive. I've never seen this thing specifically, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, do you have any other tips and tricks for effortless cutting? Well, I do. <laughs> so I do know a way to cut cinnamon rolls. My friend Brian Hart Hoffman told me that he uses uh, um, toothpaste, or sorry, toothpaste. My brain today, Mia. <laughs> yes, he toothpaste. Uses cling, he uses the floss to cut uh -huh. cinnamon rolls, um, which I thought was interesting. Do I have any other? No, I just eyeball it, man. Like, I, it's the same reason why I'm not the best cake decorator. It's just that I just get down there. I, I, I bring myself to the le the level of the cake and I just eyeball it. And, you know, by the time it's frosted and decorated, nobody knows, you know, if it's a little bit like wampy on the inside. <laughs> no, no one needs to know. Okay, wait, I'm interested in this cinnamon roll, like using floss to cut cinnamon rolls. How does that even work? Because I feel like with the cake, at least it's like it's split into two. The cinnamon roll, is it just like on top and separating them? And Yeah, it's just, you do it, um, you just, you kind of go down the loaf and and, and cut them one at a time. The, oh the, my the loaf, the roll. Whoa. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to give that a try. Um, everybody be looking out for my TikTok. Premiering. Your TikTok on that one. Yeah. Premiering who knows when. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, okay, well, very interesting stuff. Thank you, Queen Elizabeth, for this amazing conversation. Next up, Wisconsin Public Radio, which is an NPR affiliate, put on an article titled, Forget Trying to Bake the Perfect Pie. Galettes are easier to make and better for summer. That's how I imagined they wrote it. Um, a Madison Baker bakery owner named Sean Baldick said that galettes are freeform pies that don't require nearly as much fussing, prepping, and perfecting as traditional pies might need, making them better options for the summer. So would you agree, Gemma? One, that galettes don't require as much fuss, as he says, and B, that it's a better option than pies for summer. How do you feel? Well, one, I totally agree with him. 
B. Um, I, it's 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 so much easier. And the one the really good thing about galette is that you only need like one pastry. So, you know, you can use a store-bought pastry if you want. Like just make sure it's good quality. But like you only need one pastry. You don't need to... Um, it's rustic, like a galette is rustic. So you just mm. roll it out. And if it's a little bit like scraggly around the edges, that's totally fine. It makes it look even better. And then you just fold it over. You put your fruit in the middle and then fold it over your fruit. It, it means you don't have to roll out two pie crusts. You don't have to like lift the second pie crust on over the fruit and do the like crimping around the corners. And, you know, mm. sometimes pastry rips or whatever. But the best thing about galettes, well, also for a galette, you don't, you know, if you had... Um, some strawberries and an apple and like some blueberries and just a few bits knocking around. Like you just need a little bit of fruit to make a galette, but also they look amazing. Like they're, like I said, they're very rustic. They're um, like, you see all the beautiful fruit, like be it blueberries or like peaches and raspberries or whatever yeah. it is inside. Like it just, they look gorgeous. I adore them. I really do. Yeah. I'm so taken by how galettes look because I mean a lattice is so nice on a pie and it's very pleasing and aesthetic but there's nothing like a glut just like seeing the rich colors and just like looking at it like that's just oh it's powerful people I love it but would you say one is more delicious than the other because he I don't know what he was hinting at at the piece but it seemed like he was more biased so I wanted to get your opinion I, you know, I think it's subjective because it's like a lot of work goes into a pie. So then when you're eating it, you're like, this was a lot of work, but like it, it was worth it. And then you eat something like galette, you're like, this was really simple and it's so tasty. So you think it's like extra tasty because it was so simple, <laughs> you know, that kind of a way. So I think it's just what your frame of mind. I like mm. both, but they are different. Like they, okay. they're both pastry, they're both fruit, but like the texture, like your pies should be, like recently I made a um, strawberry pie and like it was really thick with strawberries, so yummy Ooh. and it looked gorgeous. And that's, it's it's different. So it, it both are yummy, but like it kind of depends what you're in the mood for. Mm. So would you say he said that summertime is definitely for galettes? Would you say oh, yeah. like what makes it more summertimey than a pie? No, that's a good. You know what? That's a really good question. I, I, I don't know actually. It's a really good question because it it could come down to that. Most commonly, the galettes that you see are uh, summer berries. Mm. There's raspberries, strawberries, blueberries. There are peaches. They can be cherries, all summer fruit. So I think the only reason it being more summer is that you've more um, possibilities and varieties if you do it in the summertime. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense with the yeah, fruit. Like, in, like, I like feel the like fall, summer's for fruit. Yeah, like in the fall, you have apples and you've got pears. Um, you In the summer, you've got like all the summer berries. You've got plums. You've got nectarines. You've got peaches. You've got so mm. much. Yeah, that makes sense. And speaking of varieties, do you have a favorite type? Because I know in the art, he was mentioning amazing variations like peach and plum and like strawberry with basil and lemon with thyme. I was like, oh my, rhubarb. Um, it was just, there's so many. Do you have a favorite combination that you like to do? 
You know, I have one on the website that's a summer berry one. And it was we made it because we had raspberries, blueberries, strawberries. We had um, a peach or two. We had a mix of stuff left over in the house from a shoot. And we just put one up on the website. It looks gorgeous. It can be found on biggerbolderbaking.com. I think one of my favorite ones would really be like a blueberry galette. I am, Ooh. I love, I just adore blueberries. So, so that would be my jam. And it, they just it look so good. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Yes, fruit season, galette season. Um, but okay, here's a big question for you. Do you prefer sweet or savory pies? Oh, sweet all the way. <laughs> yeah, for makes sure sense. sweet. I mean, makes a lot of sense. I, I honestly think I'm a... I want to say I think I like savory ones, but I don't want to think I like them better. I feel like it's just different, but I think maybe I would go more towards that. But in the summer, I do. Maybe this is why I galette are summer, summer, more summer based, because I do think fruit and maybe in the winter I would go more towards a savory one. But yeah, I mean, this was just like chock full of ideas. It was a really good article. Um, and he also said this baker said that he's made them with bourbon before. Um, do you have any fun ways that you've added a twist to your galettes or are there any you'd like to try now that you're thinking about it? Maybe some wine or rosé? Who knows? What do you think? Um, you know, I like the idea of bourbon. That's a fun one. I, um, for a galette, I wouldn't normally use put an alcohol in it. That's a little bit you know, how to incorporate it. Like, are you macerating yeah. your fruit or what, whatever? Mm -hmm. I and mean, it would taste good for sure. But um, I think what I like is when it's baked with like mascarpone on top or like a cream cheese mm. kind of a filling or um, uh, a type of crostata, which is, is, is pretty much a galette. And usually that those can have like mascarpone or creme fraiche or something like that in them. Wow. But, um, the... Um, I, you said something there, Mia, and now it's totally escaping me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, just a fun twist. I forgot to, uh, but luckily I had the doc. I scrolled right up. Um, fun twist, like any alcohol you would put in. It doesn't have to be alcohol, but could be wine or something. Um, I, um, you know, you could do something like bananas and rum. You could do. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I'm a, I have to say I'm. I, when it comes to alcohol and my baking, I'm quite selective. Mm. And I like say, for instance, like grilled or like pan roasted pineapple with like rum and coconut and lime or something like that. Like that's delicious. Oh um, I don't know how you would. You can't always easily incorporate it. I have to say I prefer to keep my like with like I like I like to drink my drinks and eat my desserts I don't usually like marry those two together so I prefer to have a glass of rosé rather than put rosé in a pie or a cupcake or whatever <laughs> oh my gosh yes Dan my partner and I were talking about this the other day we were like are we the only people who literally like to eat whatever we're eating and then have a drink before or after like I hate drinking with a meal or a dessert or anything I like to separate them um so yeah. good to know that, you know, we're not the only ones, but uh, we talked a little bit about flavor, but now I want to talk about the process of like making these galettes. So he mentions that a tricky part um, is that sometimes the fruit gets swamped with, or I guess the galette gets swamped with fruit juices, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so he mentions using a blind baking method to harden the crust before adding the fruit. Have you ever heard of this before? Yeah, of course. So, um, well, blind baking is, is, is it's for two different things. Number one, 
I, I'll ask you that, that number one with what, how did he do that for a galette because that doesn't make much sense to me but, uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm sorry I'm kind of ragging on this guy I don't mean to but I <laughs> um, the healthy no, debates so b- blind baking is when you bake your pie shell with nothing in it and you can either bake it halfway and then put your filling in it and then bake it for longer or you can bake it completely and do a and then fill the tart and it doesn't go back in the oven and then fill it with like a pastry cream, fruit, um, something like that. So you either can like half bake it um, to, mm. to stop a crust being soggy or you can bake it completely and then you don't, like you can put fruit or whatever into it and you don't put it back in the oven. So that's oh, what blind wow. baking is. Like it's a very common technique. Okay. I, I'm curious though, how did he blind bake a crust for galette when you have to put the fruit in on top to bake it? Okay, yeah, I'm so glad one, I had honestly never heard of it, so love that lesson. Uh, but this is what he says. He recommends using blind baking method to harden the crust before adding the fruit. Um, and he puts it into a pie tin, bakes it in the oven, and then, I don't get this part. He says, quote, maybe with some beans inside of it to kind of help hold its shape, unquote. And I want to know if I'm missing something. Is this a bean I've never heard of? Like what <laughs> kind of bean? Do we guy? know? He's a baker in Madison. He owns, uh, his name is Sean Boldock and he owns uh, a bakery in Madison, Wisconsin. No, I'm sorry. This doesn't <laughs> make like, any sense to me. <laughs> I was like, am I missing something, Gemma? Is there something we don't know? Okay, so one, don't put your beans in this. And maybe the blind baking method doesn't work for this. So you don't blind bake for a galette. That's not a thing. Let's just yeah. let's just put that out there. You don't do that. Okay. Um, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not. It, it doesn't like. How do you 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 no. Sorry. Um, Come on two, the show, Sean Boldock. Explain it to <laughs> us. No, don't, because he's probably going to get really mad at me. <laughs> um, the number two, the beans that he's talking about are. Uh, did you say beads or beans? I think he said beans, B-E-A-N-S. I, so, yeah, I'm not kidding there's, you. There's, so there's a few different things. There's these things called baking beads that are ceramic little balls that okay. you use to blind bake pastry. It's very traditional. You To blind bake something, you roll out your pie crust, you put it in your pie dish, mm-hmm. you lay parchment paper on top of that, and then you put in a weight. Those weights um, would normally be baking beads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hold down the pastry while it's baking. So th- that's really important. If you don't do that, it can puff up. If you don't have baking beads, you can use anything like rice, lentils, kidney beans, like any, he said beans, any type of like beans that you have lying around, buy a cheap bag of beans okay. and keep them. Like I have, I'm looking at my one right now. Will I get it? Ooh, oh, yeah, let's see. I've never seen these. This is a new world. Look Whoa! Baking, I see baking beans. I have it written on the back. These are lentils, oh and I use these just for baking. And it's it all it just is a weight that uh-huh. will bake okay to hold down your pie crust. Okay, that makes um, sense. So that's so he's not crazy about the beans. The beans. He is the, the par baking, blind baking a galette, a pastry for a galette is that makes no sense. Yeah, very interesting. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about too, like for fact checking with Gemma, new segment. Um, so he says if he doesn't do blind baking, he preheats the oven with a sheet pan on the bottom rack, sets the yeah. pie directly on the sheet pan, and then mm-hmm. you know it hardens. So that's a good idea. That sounds more likely. That, 
That makes more sense. That's okay. what I would do also, because that will crisp up the bottom. So yes, Very Sean, nice. you are right in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And then before we head on to the next topic, do you have any other tips on um, keeping the fruit from sinking to the bottom? And should people use fresh fruit or frozen fruit while they're making these? Or does it not matter? What's the secret? So there is no bottom. So the fruit can't sink because mm. it's a thin layer. It's not a very, very thick. Like, um, fruit doesn't sink in a galette. Oh my God, that's weird. He also was saying that they sink sometimes. And I was thinking the no. same thing. Oh yeah. my God, what's happening? This is after, you're after upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> fruit doesn't sink in a galette. That's not a thing. Um... No, I, no. No. Um, no, it doesn't sink. Um, your second question was? If people should use fresh or frozen and what's your preference and does fresh. it matter? Fresh because there's less water. Mm -hmm. And if it's as, as if it's a liquidy fruit, like strawberries are, if they're frozen, I've been defrosted or whatever, use, use fresh fruits much better and there's less liquid. Nice, Less nice. chance of your pastry getting soggy. Awesome. Okay. Good to know. And then if it's, if it is, it happens to be a little bit runny, you can add, um, like a little flour to, does that soak it up a you little? You can, you can add. So usually what you do is toss your fruit in corn flour. You can use also nice. plain flour that will absorb and it will thicken the sauce and it will thicken your mm. fruit. So yeah, that, that really does help. That's really important. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of corn flour. Um, yeah, it's simple. It's a very simple dessert. Like the good thing about a galette is that you can really make it up on the spot. Like go to your fruit bowl, go into your fridge, your freezer. Or actually, don't go to your freezer. I just said don't use frozen fruit. But <laughs> see what you have. And, uh, you know, you can just kind of make it up. It's really easy. If you have pie crust, make any kind of galette that you like. Yeah, that sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. You can experiment a lot. Whereas with the pie, you have to be very specific. But you can do whatever yeah. with the galette and the fruit does not sink. And I feel like we're ready to move on from this for sure. We need a palate cleanser or maybe not. This might be honestly even worse, but let's try it out. So we're back again to play try or toss with three new foods. And for listeners who haven't heard of the segment that we kind of created ourselves, I tell Gemma about a few recipes, desserts, foods, and Gemma's going to tell me if she would try them or toss them. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Number one, <laughs> we're like, yes, maybe cringe. Um, okay. Number one is a carrot cake cinnamon roll. How are you feeling? Um, so remember I said that some things are a bit makey uppy. Mm hmm. That's a little bit makey uppy. Uh, however, I would I do think it's a good idea and I would like to try it because um, you have cream cheese frosting. You've got like cinnamon, like, you know, a rolly, like sticky cinnamon bun, carrot cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like all those flavors. Absolutely. I would I would try that for sure. Who okay. did that? Did somebody do that? Yeah, it's by uh, a chef named Bernice Barron. Um, founder of Baron Bakery, and she has a new cookbook called Frosted, and it's apparently a recipe out of that. And it caught my eye. I thought it was very interesting. I would try it. You know, my philosophy, I'll try anything once when it comes to baking. But for me, I can't fathom these two tastes in my mouth together. Like, I really can't even imagine it. They just seem so outlandish and separate to me that I feel like they should not be a thing. I have to think, though, that her dough is, uh, I know you probably don't know this, but is it a yeasted dough and is it a hard dough? Because if it, if it was like a cakey type of cinnamon roll, which mm -hmm. they very rarely are, I think that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about a yeasted 
Paris cake dough. Yeah, I think it said it was like brioche. Let me see. It's loading. Yeah, it's a brioche dough. Okay. Uh, it has instant yeast. Um, yeah. Okay, I would try it. No, I still, I still would try it. And brioche is buttery. It's like rich. It's ooh. soft. Like I, when you were saying, like that's the thing about brioche is that it's soft. It bakes soft. And um, mm. some cinnamon rolls can bake really hard. So mm. that being said, yes, I would still try it and have loads of cream cheese frosting on top. Ooh, that sounds good. I would love to try your rendition if you ever make it. Um, but can bakers do that? Like, do you ever take other people's and then like make it your own and just be like, hey? took this for a second, wanted to try it myself and put my own twist. It's kind of what baking is, yeah? Well, you know, that's like they say there's no such thing as an original idea. Like everything comes yeah. from somewhere. So like, yeah, for sure. And often like I will shout out um, other bakers, chefs, creators um, when I do find a recipe of theirs that I love and like we, I recreate it for Bigger Boulder Baking and we always like give a nod to the person who where the recipe originally came from. I love that. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. Sharing is caring. All right. So next up is Driscoll's. You've probably heard of them because they're strawberries. Uh, they have rosé berries. Have you ever tried this? And would you try it? No. What's a rosé berry? So it's literally, it's like a rosé uh, variety of like a strawberry, essentially. So they have it in strawberry and raspberry. Um, and it has a light pink hue. And they say that it comes from non-GMO breeding methods mm -hmm. used by like their team of flavor experts. So I'm like, this is engineered. Uh, but either way, it's like, it's a strawberry that tastes like rosé. And I'm just, okay. I'm and Google Brian, imaging it right now. Yeah, Google image it. Brian on our team says that he's had it before. I thought this was a surprise, but he's had it. And he says they're really good and they actually taste a lot like it. So, oh, funny. They're kind of pale in color, aren't they? Yeah, they look like, apparently have the kind of like a peachy flavor and they're pale. Yeah, they're like pale pink. And you can get them in grocery stores nationwide. And they, they do it in raspberries. <laughs> yeah, they do it in raspberries and strawberries. Yeah. Weird. I, I would love to freeze these and then use it as ice in a glass of rosé. That sounds delicious. Oh my god, that's a really good idea. No, oh I like gosh. that. I know. I I would absolutely try that for sure. I would. And it'd be good in baking too. Like, oh, if you ever do a rendition of your strawberry pie, but with these, yeah. <laughs> or something so really simple like stewed fruit, where you get to like be, you're able to taste like just. You know, very something very simple where the flavors mm. can like really shine, like a fool or an eaten mess or like, yeah, like roasted fruit or, or um, like, mm. you know, sauteed or something like that. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Okay, well, you don't want this sauteed. Are you ready for this last one? You know, always, I always save the worst for last or the best. Sure. I don't know. I gotta, well, I'm just going to say one more thing that yes. Brian on our team. I'm not surprised he has tried it because he was the one who told me, I want to say about candy grapes. Do you know those? Yes, he mentioned those as well. Have really? you? I think I've had them. Have you had them? He he gave me some to try. Oh. I've never had them before. And I've seen them since in the supermarket. Is it, that's not the right name. Is that candy grapes? Is I think right? it is. It's like cotton candy grapes. Cotton, I'm pretty cotton sure. Cotton candy grapes. Cotton candy yeah. grapes. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah, they taste like cotton candy. Oh my gosh, now I'm craving it. These and like in a fruit bowl. Okay, you know, we talked about dessert charcuterie last episode, but this would be fun on a dessert charcuterie board, even yeah. though I'm starting to like eye roll at all the, the things, which we'll talk about soon in another episode. But yeah, that, that could be interesting. Cotton candy, grapes, and then rosé berries. So maybe we'll have to bake with those soon. Very exciting stuff. But um, okay, are you ready for this last yeah. one? Lay it on me. Oreo sushi rolls gross <laughs> please 
that we're getting this on video because Gemma's reaction was perfect. That was the best reaction I think I've seen on this show so far. I mean, that there's no right answer, but that seems like the correct reaction because one is made famous by your favorite. And I'm joking. TikTok, not your favorite. I shouldn't say that. I do. I actually have to say, I do like, I do like, I I have watched TikTok in the last week. Somebody on the team made me. Oh my um, gosh. Did you just scroll? I, I've seen people's. Oh, wait a second. Hold on a second now. I'm sorry. I, so I just Googled image just. <gasps> you take it back? I, oh, so I, I, I don't. So I Googled Oreo sushi. It looks like a Swiss roll, like a jelly roll. Yes. So it's literally, we should probably say what it is too for people who are wondering. So it's basically a Swiss roll. I'll lay out the steps really quick. So you separate 15 to 20 cookies from their filling. You crush up the Oreos, add a dash of milk in one bowl, and then in another Mm. bowl, you mash the filling, the white filling, and then add a dash of milk. Then you put plastic wrap on the counter, put the cookie mixture onto it, like flatten it out, put the cream on top, flatten it out, and then you cut it into, you roll it up, and then you cut into slices, and it literally looks like a Swiss roll. And some people even dip it in chocolate. How do you feel about it now? Um... I think it's reaching a bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's mushed up cookies. I, I, um, I don't, I, I, I'm, I don't, I think that's a bit reaching, but, uh, like I would taste it, but it's just an Oreo. <laughs> yeah. I would never make it myself. Would maybe try if someone made it for me. And it's just a lot of work to eat an Oreo. It's that's definitely like makey uppy. Like somebody really thought long and hard about that one. <laughs> Have you coined that yet? I think you should makey uppy. I think, well, I think there's a whole island of Irish people who say that. Oh my gosh. I love that. I mean, this is, if this, this has got to win the Makey Uppy Award. It is. Like, who, like, that's somebody like, okay, I need a viral TikTok video. What am I going to do? And they're like, I just start mushing up fruit, food and rolling it into sushi rolls. Oh my gosh. It just seems even if it's cold, it's not even baked. It just seems like it's almost like spit out like Oreo. That's like, oh my God, I'm grossing myself out. Um, yeah, a lot of work doesn't seem good, but if any of you out there have tried it or are thinking about trying it, please let us know. I'd like to hear some real time reactions to this. Me but too. I think we're on the same page. Maybe we just, maybe we'll try it, but not really into it. It's makey uppy. It's makey uppy. It is. And that's that. All right, Gemma, I think it, that does it for the week. Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> I think I said a lot this episode. <laughs> I love I kinda, it. I kind of poo-pooed like almost every story you told me. So I apologize. But um, there's sometimes some things, um, uh, some things just grind my gears. <laughs> that's and when people good. give misinformation about baking as one of the things that grind my gears. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we talked about it because some of the things I was just reading, I was like, this, this seems like a good idea. This doesn't. Let's go to Gemma. Um, the Ask Gemma segment is back. Um, but yeah, so good thing we have you, Gemma. We are so lucky. And I'm glad that we talked through, you know, a ton of things. Even if, you know, we have hot takes and opinions, that's what it's all about. That is what it's about. So I'm glad that we can share in that. And as always, we love to hear all you listeners what you think too. So definitely let us know at Bigger Boulder Baking Everywhere. Um, you know, we're still a pretty new podcast, even though next episode is going to be our 20th. Uh, we're just starting out. I know. I can't believe it. Wow, uh, that's crazy. 
isn't it? Oh my gosh, I feel like we need to throw a birthday party. Um, but yeah, you know, guys, be sure to subscribe, read the podcast, five stars, wherever you listen, leave a comment, what you want to see. And again, I'm Mia Brabham and you can find me on Instagram and yours truly Mia and on Twitter at hot mess Mia. Gemma, where can we find you? I am, well, you can always find me on all social media, bigger, bolder baking. And then also on Instagram, I'm Gemma underscore Stafford. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Gemma, it's always a pleasure and we'll see everybody next week. Mia, thank you. Great conversation. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.